Lindsay here. What if I told you, you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy, mindset hacks, and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it. It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved, and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. October is quickly approaching, so I wanted to pop in and make sure you get a super special invite to attend my next Radical Self-Love Retreat happening in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. We're going to spend a week having fun in the sun while also bonding, doing healing work, riding ATVs, having Reiki performed on us, getting massages, doing yoga every day, overlooking the ocean. We're going to be eating delicious food, visiting private beaches, Not to mention Mexico is the easiest country to travel in and out of right now, which is nice. So if you've been having the itch to travel or to work with me, this is your chance that only happens one or two times a year. So go to KelseyAida.com slash retreat to apply. I hope you can make it. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to High Vibin' It. We are very excited to have you here. We are very excited about our guest today. Miss Melissa, we're already best friends just from talking behind the scenes before we got started on, Patreon, on this podcast. Get on the Patreon because this conversation before we started recording is pretty awesome. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're really excited to have Melissa joining us today. She is the host of Mind Love Podcast, and she's also a mindset coach, which I would say is similar to what Lindsay and I do. So we're all here to help you guys live your best life. And today we're going to dive into some cool topics that hopefully help you to raise your vibration, feel better, have less resistance, just follow your path and do your thing. So Melissa, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. You guys pumped me up before this. So now I'm just ready to go. We're pumped now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm very excited to have you. Uh, The first thing I wanted to touch on was something that you mentioned we could talk about and interview you about. And that is the concept of using limitations as guideposts. Can you explain what this means to you, why it's important to you, how we can do it, and then we'll go from there. This concept has shown up in my life in extreme ways and also just like everyday ways. And I'll give you a really simple everyday way. We tend to think that we want more choices. Like we go to a restaurant. I remember the first time I started going to fancy restaurants. I'm like, this is bullshit. There's five things on the menu. Yeah. They look amazing, but I don't understand half the words. And then you go to cheesecake factory and there's like a hundred things. Right. And and they're going around the, the table and I'm like, just come to me last. I'm all nervous and anxious. By the time they get to me, I order something. And then I'm like, I should have got that. I just have like regret the entire time. And then I went vegan. And there is often one vegan thing on the menu. I'm, I'm oh, tofu. Oh, not tofu, right? Or is, yeah, tofu is vegan. Tofu is vegan. Tempeh is vegan. There's lots of different uh, protein options. I now eat eggs also, so I call it vegan, but um, <laughs> <laughs> not the point. And so then all of a sudden at restaurants, I'm like, oh, well, there's the one thing I can eat. Got that. There's like no other thought. I can just be confident, order, 
actually have a conversation at dinner instead of just like mulling over this. So that's a really simple way. But when you're, when there's only one option, when somebody like, say you went to a psychic and somebody, <laughs> and some, they're like, you have this one thing that you can be. And then you just like go forth and you're like, there's only this one thing rather than there's three options you can take door number one, two, and three, you go through door number three, and you're just thinking about door number two and number one the whole time, which means that your energy is like puttering along through door number three. You're not really even showing the universe that you want door number three, because part of you, your energy is still over here. And so this, uh, I didn't really realize this actually until I became vegan, even though there had been like five other big things in my life that just narrowed down my options. And when the, that happened, when my options were narrowed down, there was one thing where I, I really thought my life was ruined. But then that led me down a path of like, well, now all of these options are, are closed to me. So now I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I've got to do this on my own. And I never looked back at the corporate jobs because there was one thing that funneled me into that, uh, the entrepreneurship. And so, yeah, then my flailing happened between all the avenues that entrepreneurship can happen. <laughs> and so what I started to do is I started to figure out instead of having the universe funnel me down, how can I be more intentional about narrowing down my options? How can I understand who I am, what my perfect day looks like, how I like to spend my time, when I'm lit up, uh, all of these different questions you can ask yourself to figure out what's right for you so that you can shut the door to the other things and not leave any of your energy there and just go confidently towards one direction. And even if uh, there are, you could have done door number two, you could have done number one, if you just put your energy towards that and see what's in that for you, you will eventually end up in the right place for you. If you stay open, follow the signs and just go towards it confidently. And a lot of people think they don't have that confidence, but the confidence is something we're born with. Children are the most confident humans ever. Example, if you go into a classroom of like five-year-olds and you say like, who can play this instrument? You hold up a trumpet, guarantee almost every five-year-old is going to raise their hand, grab that trumpet and try to blow. If you go to them 10 years later and you say, who can play this? Only the trumpet players are going to raise their hand. And they're probably going to say, I can play, but I'm not that good, you know? And so we learn how to not be confident. And so the whole the whole idea of following that path when you find your little funnel is just to keep reminding yourself what confidence looks like. And even if you feel like you're faking it, you just do the actions. You do the confident actions. You fake it till you make it until that neural pathway is strong enough that confidence becomes your default as well. So that's what I mean by using your limitations as guideposts towards your next direction. Mm. That's juicy. I'm lit up by this. I don't know about you guys listening, but I'm just like, yes, focus and commit. <laughs> use your preferences, use your passions, and then you get to decide intentionally and choose, okay, I'm going to commit to this. And also I can change my mind later, but for now, like, let's just go hundred percent all in instead of having that split energy, wondering, regretting, um, just not feeling like you can channel all the energy in that one direction. I think that's really, really powerful. Well, and when I was um, first starting my practice, I, you know, they encourage you, you know, find a niche, niche down, narrow your focus. And I hated that at first because I was, I was in the mode of like, I'm just going to take everybody, anyone you want to quit smoking. I got you. You want to lose weight. I got you. You want to feel better about yourself. I got you. But 
I didn't love working with every type of person. I was doing it out of a, uh, a feeling of necessity and not a real necessity, right? So when I actually did it, one of the ways that helped me was somebody said, uh, don't feel like you have to do this forever. Just find something you're passionate about, stick with it for six months. And then if you just commit fully for six months, and then if you decide at six months that you want to do something else, do it then. But until then, just focus on that. And that really helped me because I didn't feel like I needed to commit forever. You know, spoiler, I actually loved it and kept doing it. And I think I knew deep down that I was going to, but I just wanted the option to, you know, to back. I wanted to feel like I had control over the situation, which, you know, whatever. But uh, I love that you say that, What? don't be afraid of making the heavy quotes here, wrong choice. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because I think it's something that we, Kelsey and I want to uh, impress upon people a lot, which is just don't don't be so serious about it. You can always change your mind. If I decided tomorrow that I wanted to, I don't know, own a car wash place, I could do that. <laughs> I know I could do that. I don't want to, but I could if I wanted. So can we talk about navigating through what we perceive as a wrong choice? Yeah. So I said earlier how it's really the confidence of whatever choice you pick and that commitment, like you said of going towards it. Because if you're constantly, if you have part of your mind stuck in like, oh, I should have chosen this, or is this even right? I don't know. And like every step you take, cause I've been there. So I know, mm-hmm. I know the mindset where it's like, then I'm on step two and I'm like, I don't really want to do step two with this because I kind of think I should have chosen this. Maybe I should go back to right. step one for this and then go to step two for this. And whatever it is, your energy is still there. And so you're not like I, I am a big, like put all of your signs towards one thing so that everything knows how to support you. And so you can look at this, the woo woo way where it's like, Oh, let the universe know you picked door two so that the universe sends you door two stuff, but think about it in the practical way. So, uh, somebody who really did niching down and evolving their niche really well is somebody named Angie Lee. She's a, a pretty big influencer, but uh, she started out, she has a podcast called the Angie Lee show, and she's a friend of mine. And she started out at just doing emotional eating. And I did not meet her when she did this. So it was actually a surprise to me when I was like, oh, you started your whole business, multi-million dollar empire as like just emotional eating. And then eventually like she had, she created a program. She learned how to do sales and she realized she was great at sales. And so she then launched, she became a sales expert. Then she ended up starting a CBD line. And now she just announced like last week that she's not doing the business anymore at all. And she's going to go into comedy and she just goes yes. first into it. And that's she's a hard left right there. <laughs> she's successful at all of them. And all of them seem pretty different, but you can kind of see the path that they took. Mm-hmm. Well, I met her and I was like, you're so good at sales. This seems like your purpose. This seems like what you should have been doing. Interesting that you started over here, but how did she find out she was good at sales? Because she gave the first thing her all, she went in with it with her all. And then she realized, oh, wow, I'm really good at this part of the business. Do I like doing this more than I like doing this? And so it's this push and pull of like committing with whatever you choose and then evaluating. And so instead of evaluating, like, should I have chosen something different? You ask, what am I learning in this moment? Oh, this is really interesting. And just add the learnings of like, oh, I'm really good at this or, oh, wow, this keeps coming up with clients. Maybe in a future course, it'll be that, but I'm just going to keep a pin in this and maybe ask other questions to other clients about this to see if they're also interested in this. And so you just kind of play with it. It's like an ebb and flow of what does the universe have in this for me? 
I did this when I even just left my corporate job. So when I was with my corporate job, I was completely, uh, I was kind of miserable. My, my boss was very toxic and we had like this interesting relationship where we'd like party together. And then he was my boss. And then, so he would just like scream at me in front of people. And then I'd get off the phone with him and all of a sudden snap at my husband and be like, this is not a good environment for me. And so I started doing all of the self-reflective questioning, self-discovery questions, because I'm like, there's something else that I need to be doing. I, I would rather be working towards my own dream than somebody else's. And so I started to ask myself the questions, like, what does my perfect day look like? What have I done in the past? What have I liked about every single job that I've had? And what have I disliked about it? When do people give me the most compliments? Like just any question to kind of bring up my own strengths or see patterns that maybe I don't see. And one of the really powerful ones that I did was I reached out to 11 different people that knew me from different areas of my life. An old roommate, a current roommate, an old coworker, my husband, my mom, just all sorts of people. And I asked them, I was like, hey, um, I asked them basically what my superpower was, what they saw in me. And that's a very vulnerable thing to do. It actually took me like a year to be able to commit to this one step. And so I finally ended up saying like, Hey, I'm taking this entrepreneurship course. They tasked me to do this. I feel yeah. kind of weird about it. So I'm sending it to you in an email, take your time, <laughs> you know, just like took the pressure off. And I got back some really interesting responses and they helped me to see myself in a way and kind of connect things that I wasn't connecting because I was just living my life in my regular patterns. And so when I got to see these, these different things, I knew what side hustle I wanted to start and podcasting came up because I could always talk myself out of being on video. I get in my head too much when I write. So talking was something fun. I wanted to have a reason to reach out to different people that inspired me. I read a lot of books anyways. And so I decided to start a podcast. And, um, when, when I went in on that, it was just my side hustle because I wanted something to light me up, but I was too afraid to let go of these cords over here. Well, at the same time, instead of going to my day job and being like, oh, and just feeling my energy drain, like I did every single day, just starting the side hobby that I didn't know I was going to make money from yet. I was able to be like, wait, say this was going to be my full-time gig in a few months from now. What do I need to know? What resources do I have in my current job that I could play around with. And so some of those things were, I was sending out the emails, I was doing the content marketing. And so I was able to use the big budget from that company to test little ideas and then apply them over here. And so when you start getting clear and just like, even if you're not ready to let go of this other thing, like that, I think a lot of people are like, just quit your job and start your hustle. And, and then they go into entrepreneurship, they're discouraged and like, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. But you, you can start slowly. I know it's not the most glamorous way to introduce it, but it's also the most accessible way. And when you do that and you're like, okay, I'm putting more and more energy here. And you're just kind of drawing the abacus beads from one side to the other, to the energy over here, then you start to see things in a way like that's part of the, the thing about committing is like you, you commit to this and, and it's like when you start doing gratitude journals and you're like, okay, well, I'm committing to finding things I'm grateful for at the end of each day. And then at 2 PM, you start to see things that you're grateful for and things that you're grateful for start to be highlighted in your life because you've chosen this. And so same with actually choosing something that you're going to be working on, even if it's just that six month plan, even if it's just a side hobby, you start to see like, 
oh, well now this friend over here might have a connection for me that helps with this. Now my current job might have these resources that will help with this. And you just start to uh, allow the light to be shined onto things that will move you towards that goal. And so it doesn't matter which thing you, you pick, because if you're actually open to learning how to craft the most beautiful life for you, rather than let me pick the next thing that's going to make me the most money. <laughs> but no, I just need to keep learning about myself through every role that I do ask what's in this for me, trust that my inner wisdom will guide me. And eventually it's kind of like, if there's three paths through the forest and they all go like this and come out the same end, just trust that you will come out on the end. Yeah. Maybe not in your time in the universe's time or God's time or however you look at that. Uh, but you will end up there. You just have to be open to finding the joy in that current role and continue to ask yourself questions so that you're actually moving instead of just staying there. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That was good. I love your personal example because it shows like the gentle way that you can do it because like how you explained yeah. a lot of people teach like, oh, go all in, like quit your job, like become yeah. an entrepreneur, like commit, commit, commit. And like, that's not necessarily what we mean by commit. It might be the most empowering thing for someone out there listening to do, but for most people, probably a more gentle approach, more self-loving approach would be like, commit to what you want to do, but like, you don't have to do it all in one day. You can move the beads over one at a time. Like how you said, you can just start, you can still have your job that you might not like for now to pay the bills. So you're not stressed. So you're not putting pressure on yourself to yeah. be successful at this new thing right away overnight, because that might not be the self-loving thing to do is like be so hardcore about it. So right. I'm glad that you made that distinction and have that experience to tell everyone about because there is definitely a gentle and supportive way you can do this for yourself where you're committing but you're transitioning in a progressive way I think um it is it is that's exactly what I did when I when I was working for the institute that I studied hypnotherapy four years later something like that I was like at the point when it started to kind of overtake my personal practice. I was working there more than I was investing in my business. And my husband said, they're basically paying you to not work on your business. You know that. And I was like, oh, you're very <laughs> smart. Never so thought about it like, like that. <laughs> when he said it like that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is the, that's so easy. It's such an easy decision now. And I think that, of, listen, people, podcast listeners, lovely uh, high vibe in it listeners. We don't know what you should do. However, you do. So if your soul is nudging you and is like, you need to commit, you need to quit, you're, it's toxic, quit, 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 then listen. But if it's saying, maybe don't quit yet, maybe do the nurturing thing and learn what you can from it. I love that example, Melissa, because so many times we're just thinking about how we can get away from the situation that we're not thinking about what we can get from the situation, you know, squeeze every bit of value from that toxic boss or the job or, you know, the big budget, like you said, and, and use it to your advantage until your voice gets so loud that you can't not listen to, you know, your inner voice. So anyway, good, uh, great job shedding light on that. I think it's very important. Well, and even how we said you can't pick wrong, the same goes for how you choose to do that journey. Yes. You need to quit now because your current situation is messing with your mental health so much and you really can't get yourself to find the good out of it somebody else might be in your exact same situation and can find some yeah. good and they can make it less 
less uh, unbearable. And just having that little thing that like, oh, I can't wait to get out of work so I can work a few hours on this lights them up. Some people, if they go all into the hobby, they're just too stressed and they're going to be doubting themselves the whole time. And so that's why you just ask yourself the questions. You might not even know now, sit with it for a few weeks. Maybe it's in meditation. Maybe it's on a long walk. However you do your inner reflection and just always in the shower for me, anybody else get really good inspiration. Like when they're washing their hair and you're like, Oh, interesting. Best idea ever. (laughs) It's always when I'm washing the girl parts. (laughs) That's when the inspiration comes energy. That's that divine feminine right there. That's great. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, so you can't choose wrong any path that you choose, as long as you choose, right. That's the important thing. We need to make a decision, make the decision for yourself and just put all of your abacus beads towards that decision. And you really truly can't go wrong because you have your whole self backing you. And then the universe will back you. We're very woo on the show. So I'm going to talk about that good. all the time. Okay, good. <laughs> I am too. I'm like, I don't know how far to tread into the woo. Yeah. I want to dive all in all but, the way. Uh, I will on that note, so much of this is about, cause maybe somebody listening and they're like, okay, I don't get it. You said go all in or don't go all in. And I can't choose wrong. And you said narrow down my options, but now you just gave me all the options. I get it. It can be overwhelming, but I think what this all comes back to is, and I think what really the purpose of life is what earth school is for is to learn how to harness your energy. And so that's what it comes back to. If quitting your job, makes your energy go awry and you don't have that kind of energetic control where you can just center back and you're like, everything's going to work out fine. Then you need to go the slower way. And you should know that about yourself. You might evolve over time. Now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, God, I feel this nudge and I'm just going to go for it before the nudge had to punch me in the face. Like yeah. five years later, you know, where I'm like on the ground crying in the fetal position. And the <laughs> universe is like, we've been telling you what to do for years. Just get up off the floor, you know? And so it's, it's about harnessing your energy. And so the more that you actually listen to that inner guidance, the more guidance mm-hmm. you're going to get, the more you're going to trust your own wisdom, the more obstacles you overcome, the more you're going to have that self-belief that I can overcome an obstacle, regardless of the, what, what comes my way, because it's always going to come my way. And so you're building yourself up. You're building your own trust in yourself, your self-beliefs through taking the action. And the longer that you sit in indecision, the more you build the self-belief that you are not a person who takes action on your wisdom. So you'll stop receiving guidance. You won't even know what the guidance sounds like. And so it comes back to that. And so when you're feeling overwhelmed or in disarray or lost, the next action for me is often just sitting there and asking myself the questions like, okay, well, where do I feel out of alignment? What, what is it? Oh, a morning between 10 and 12, for some reason, I feel super depressed. Like everything sucks and I want to die. And so can I do something different? From 10 to 12? Me. There's always a window. It's that so what? funny. What is that? What is I, that so window? that window is my long walks with an audiobook or talking to myself. I use an oh app called God. Otter. That's like a self-dictation app. Mine's so from like three to myself. four where I'm just like, what am I doing? Witching hour. Yes. <laughs> so have a plan for witching hour. Oh, I love so it. It's just understanding your patterns and seeing if you can figure out a way to shift your energy during that time mm-hmm. so that you 
stay in that high vibration instead of allowing so many dips and the dips are normal, but do you have the tools to get out or do you sit and marinate it in the dip? for a while because that marination time is going to throw even more stuff off. So for me, it's just been, um, yeah, learning about myself and, and developing, not, not staying in the high vibe forever, but developing the tools that are like the rope that pull me out of it. And so now I have a ton of tools I can call on. They're starting to become my default pattern, but then I get back up there and I go confidently towards whatever I chose. So that's my process with it, at least. 30 million women are impacted by weekend or thinning hair and if you're among them know that you are no longer alone and there's a solution that you can trust to deliver results thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol with many users raving that the supplement not only transformed their hair but also restored their confidence too we love that Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. So if you're looking for a vitamin and you're like, should I take biotin? What should I do? Don't waste your time with that. Use Nutrafol because it is specially formulated specifically to help your hair be thicker, better, stronger, all that jazz. So Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Nutrafol is physician formulated to be 100% drug free, which is awesome. They use medical grade botanicals and consistently effective doses so that you get the most reliable results. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code VIBIN to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time and listeners of High Vibe in it, plus free shipping on every order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code V-I-B-I-N. We're really excited to tell you guys about this sponsor, Thrive Market. I don't know if you guys have used it, but personally, I'm obsessed because this is probably the easiest and fastest way to get high quality groceries for a cheaper price. And you can vet what you're buying by your values and your lifestyles. And you know how I'm always saying, you gotta live in alignment with your preference and your values and your boundaries. And this is how you do it with your groceries. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone, including you. They'll deliver what you need so you can spend more time on what matters. They carry all of your favorite clean brands that don't clean out your wallet. You can shop everything from ethically sourced pantry essentials to sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products. So brands like Mrs. Myers, Seventh Generation, Acure, Kind Bars, they have some of my favorite like oat milks and almond milks on Thrive. This is the new way to go. They have the highest quality standards and they carefully vet each and every item so you can trust that if it's on Thrive, it is truly the best. And my favorite part about Thrive is that you can search and shop for what you want based on your values and your lifestyle. So whether you're low sugar, Keto, gluten-free, zero waste. You can filter your shopping by that and then find the products that match what you're going for. Can your grocery store do that? 
Now it can when you go to thrivemarket.com slash Bybin. Join today and get 40% off your first order and a free gift. That's T-H-R-I-V market.com slash V-I-B-I-N to get 40% off your first order and a free gift. Thrivemarket.com slash Bybin. My favorite guests are the ones that are like, it's hard guys. <laughs> Life is hard, but we're trying to figure it out. And here's what's worked for me. Like, I love that realness and that, like, I, I think we are very lucky when, uh, with a lot of our guests that come on that are like not up here all the time. Like we really try to teach, like no one is designed to be up here 24 hours a day when I do, I'm just putting my hand over my head for listeners, but we're not designed to be that way. We have the ebb and flow. We have the contrast. That's why we're here. But as, as you so wonderfully put it, you, you also should be able to have the resources and tools to encourage yourself to, to a brighter place when you need to. I love the walk with an audiobook idea. That's great. Can you do that now? Is it, is the weather conducive for a long walk with an audiobook outside? Oh, I Big have, Bear. I have thermal clothing. I need to go on my walks no matter what, because I get seasonal affective depressive disorder, like mm-hmm. hardcore. one day inside without going outside. And I feel like I'm dying and I'm like Word. crying on the ground. Like, why am I even here? My yeah. Yeah. Like, go outside. <laughs> it's real guys. It really is. Well, and like you said, if anyone's saying that they've found the spot where they're just high vibe the whole time, they're lying to you. Even the yeah. Dalai Lama, I was just mm-hmm. reading something about how the Dalai Lama works out his anger on the treadmill, which is just a great visual. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Like, does he wear running shorts or his normal <laughs> get up? Like I wonder how long his stride is and does it fit in that <laughs> robe? I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the best image I'm going to have all day. I love I know that. he's such a cutie. That'd be epic to see that. <laughs> and look, if the Dalai Lama can do it. Yeah. What's, what are we, what are we even waiting for? Kelsey, what are some of your favorite ways to pull yourself into a higher vibe when you need to? Um, I'm a little bit more like indulgent because I'm like a dramatic feeler. So I'll just let myself go to the very bottom and then I get over it like very quickly. So for example, mm-hmm. like if I start feeling a certain kind of way, let's say it's like sad or I feel like a moment of mourning for something or whatever, I will just be like, okay, five minute time out, go to my room, put sad music on, cry. And then yeah. five minutes later, I'm like, oh, I don't feel sad anymore. <laughs> I just like process things really fast intentionally. And then I just naturally like bob back up to the high vibe. Um, so yeah, I'm just like kind of hardcore in that way, I guess. But sometimes if I'm more in a mood of like, oh, I don't want to go there. Um, I find that I eventually end up there anyway. So I just do it right in the beginning. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Avoid the avoiding. <laughs> absolutely. And I think I'm the same way when it comes to that, because when I'm like in that space, I feel like I shouldn't be right. I forget that I have a choice in the matter. And I just kind of sometimes let myself go and, and then you're right. I just, am like, I'm over this. I'm really over this. What I want to do instead. And it's easy then. But if I don't, if I, I feel like if I don't go through that process, I'm constantly like, okay, but there's this thing over here. There's this thing over here. There's this thing over here. And I'm not looking at it. But then when I do, I just, I'm like, okay, over it. What, what can we do now? And then I play video games. I love video games. <laughs> yes. I love it's like video games and TV and like the fantasy escape just for a second. Oh, it's great. 
Yeah, like the self-love and the self-soothing time after the low dip is always nice for coming (laughs) coming back to the up moment. Oh, yes. So nice. That low dip is so critical, though, to release Mm -hmm. the emotions because for so many years, I thought that I was making myself stronger by overpowering all those things and like just finding a way to distract and about 10 years. And then I, and then what happened is I had to go back and face all the things from 10 years ago when I was finally ready. And there was this whole like process when I was about 27 years old of getting over all these things of when I was 17, because I had never actually felt the emotions. And this came up when I was pregnant, actually, I got uh, prenatal depression pretty badly, but this was just, uh, my baby's almost 11 months. And so this was last year. And I, I had this whole beat up moment of like, I should be over this. I'm teaching people Uh how to be happier. And, and like went in this whole spiral about when it came down to it, when I actually allowed myself to speak everything out loud that I was feeling, cause in your head, it feels very valid. <laughs> if you get right. it out and you talk to a therapist or a partner, like journal, mm-hmm. um, I speak to Otter <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, wait, this is coming back to you feeling like for some reason you don't deserve the emotions because you've done all this work on yourself. No, that you, you, everyone deserves to feel this, this, these emotions or your trauma or your hurt moving through you. So let them release. Don't try to hold them in or else they will be knocking at your door later on. And so, but I know my personality is, um, I liked what you said about setting the timer because, um, it's nice to have like a window for it. Yeah. And you know, when it's going to end. And so it's, it's a very slippery slope for me of staying in things. And this usually happens if I'm, if I don't release it with that big dramatic let go, I don't know why that's happening. Um, with that big dramatic let go, then I'll just stay in it, in it. And all of a sudden I'm highlighting uh, all the negative things in my life. But I read about this culture who actually does mourning in a specific way. There's like three days of like darkness and crying and like two extra weeks of like, we're still supposed to be sad and people bring you stuff and and everybody in your life acknowledges this window. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I thought that was so interesting where it's like, okay, this is the allowed time. And yeah, you might be sad after that, but somebody was, I, I remember reading about it and thinking, okay, that could be really not helpful because what if I'm not over it at the end of that two weeks? But what I heard from a lot of people who live in that culture is that having that set time frame gives them a light at the end of the tunnel. It gives yes. them something to kind of work towards. And so then you feel okay. You're not like, oh, I should be out of this already. You just, you commit to the feelings of letting go. And then you commit to the feelings of climbing back into the light. And so it kind of goes back to what we talked about before. That yeah. is interesting. I feel like in like old in the old times, people had like a mourning period, like wives who were widows had to wear black for a certain amount of time. Queen Victoria never stopped wearing black because she was in mourning until, you know, her dying days. But it it was a thing like people used to acknowledge these things. Now, I don't know if it was, I think what I'm referring to is when somebody dies or you have like a loss of some kind, but yeah, imagine if we could do that for ourselves. Like I love a good pity party as long as there's an expiration date, you know, I don't think we have, there's never a good time to like, just wallow. Let's be constructive with what we're doing. <laughs> let's, let's feel it, heal it and move the fuck on. Okay. But, uh, yeah, love it. My pulling out techniques are anything that hang on. 
<laughs> we all heard it when she said it okay <laughs> oh yeah I need a new vocabulary but um, let's hear about your pulling out techniques okay, yeah, I can't my, wait my pulling out techniques is just very slowly maybe she won't notice no um <laughs> no my my getting myself out of my grief techniques or my and it doesn't even need to be a big thing honestly sometimes the worst times are when I just wake up on a Sunday and I'm like, oh my God, it's gloomy outside and everything's terrible now. <laughs> so I, I do anything to shift my energy. And so how do I change my physiology in some way that can be movement that can be screaming? Although I don't recommend that if you have neighbors, uh, my five-year-old and my three-year-old love that one. That's their my favorite. My neighbor came and was like, are you okay? When I was pregnant. So I was going, <laughs> oh gosh, you were pregnant too. And she's like, oh, call 911. And I was home alone. And so she like came over and knocked on the door. So oh, maybe my a, a text message warning or do it into a pillow. Or... What did you say to that? I, I, I was honest. I was like, I was like, I have a lot of emotions and I just felt like they all needed to come out at once. So I'm going to be doing this for like four more minutes. I hope you're cool with that. And then you should say, I recommend it. If you ever need this, do it. Don't worry. I'm going to pull out (laughs) slowly, but surely. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, or like even drinking a large glass of water, eating a healthy meal, like Mm -hmm. anything that actually changes the movement of like my cells. And, uh, it, it just, is really, really helpful for me. And, um, that can include something like a matcha latte because that's my go-to yeah. or mud water. Well, pick me up. So Wait, what is mud water? <laughs> Do you know what mud water is Kelsey? Yes. It's like a coffee alternative, right? Like a healthier adaptogen oh, situation, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's not like actually a chai coffee. tea mixed yeah. with turmeric and cacao. It's really good. I actually mm. just found a recipe to DIY on my own. And now I make like 200 servings at once. I have a whole cabinet dedicated nice. to my DIY. Can, can, I, can I get that recipe? <laughs> I will send it to you. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is even on a cold day, you can do this depending on where you live. But if you can't go outside and stick your face in the sun, do it from a window. It is for me, that is the thing because I don't care what I'm feeling, where I am, where I'm at in my emotions. If I put my face in the sun for 30 seconds, I am completely different because I also, at the same time, I love the heat, but I also visualize like the sun's good vibes, just like soaking into my skin, which is actually what's happening, (laughs) you know, vitamin D and all that. And even to the point where like, if my kids are just being kids and like in their feelings and not really making sense (laughs) because they're kids and they feel what they feel. I'll just be like, you know what? You should go put your face in the sun. And every single time I send them outside, Jack, my five-year-old is, is one of the best examples of this because he gets very passionate and very upset. And so I'm like, you know, you should go put your face in the sun. He goes outside and I just watch his face go from like tense, you know, and then he puts his face in the sun and just slowly smile. Every time he doesn't know I'm looking at him, but it's one of the cutest things. And I'm just like, yeah, put your face in the sun. Humans put your faces in the sun. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because, uh, so a lot of people think that vitamin D comes from the sun, but really it's just the sunlight that triggers your body to create vitamin D, which is interesting. And so it's like one of the ways to get nutrients. Like when we, a lot of people think of nutrients only from food, but it's changed the way that I looked at things where it's like, what you choose to do with your life, with your body is going to create nutrients. And so movement triggers your body yep. to create nutrients as well. You get the endorphins and all of that stuff. Uh, look, gazing at the sun triggers your body to make vitamin D. But I interviewed this guy who actually um, did 
basically the layman's terms research of all of the like every research study ever done on cells he dove into it compiled it and translated it so regular people could understand and wrote a book called how your cells communicate but one of the biggest takeaways that i took from this is that gazing at a tree gazing at a tree whether you're inside or outside actually stimulates your cells to regenerate so if you're sick or if you're feeling depressed like look at a tree and it's about healing. hugging a tree can i hug hugging one what does that it's do even, even i more, love trees probably. so much <laughs> i know and so it's just, it's just really cool like uh the other big takeaway from that interview was that um like all of our cells are communicating more so than we think they are. Yeah. So uh, it by these different practices that we choose to do, including just choosing a path in life and choosing to find the joy in it in this moment, that is changing the way that your cells are going to communicate with each other. But the more that you choose, and that's what I have to remind myself often is that when I'm feeling, cause I have a lot of really highs and really low lows. And so um earlier in my life, a lot of what I was trying to do was figure out how to handle ADD and depression and all of this stuff. And so now I've got a pretty good grasp on it, but so much of it is that choice. And, and I know a lot of us want to be like, well, depression runs in our family, which it does with me or ADD runs in my family, or, um, I've just always been depressed. I'm always going to be this way. That thought alone is changing the way that your cells communicate and making it more likely that that will be your experience. But when you choose like, or decide to believe, Hey, I'm going to play with the idea that I can change this situation, whether it's my mental state, whether it's how I feel in this job, how I feel with my partner or how I feel about making the right moves to get away from the things and towards the things that I, that are going to light me up more that's going to change the way your cells communicate and you're going to have a different experience doing so. Beautiful. Can we get the title of that book once more, please? I think it's just called how your cells communicate. What, uh, do I you know the guy's name? Dr. John Leaf, L-I-E-F-F. Okay. Epic. Okay. I'm Googling it. I suggest everybody Google it. I'm <laughs> so obsessed with this tree idea. There's this a mind love idea? episode about it. So if you don't want to read the long scientific book, you can hear the gist in the episode. Okay, yes, I got it. I got love, um, everyone. Go subscribe. <laughs> Secret language of cells. What biological conversations tell us about the brain-body connection by John Leaf. Very yes. cool. I like this conversation because I've been playing in the perspective of everything is nourishment or not nourishment. Yeah. As far as what I'm looking at, what I'm talking about, what I'm thinking about, who I'm hanging out with, like every single thing, is it providing nourishment or is it depleting nourishment from my soul, from my mind, from my body, from my health? Um, so this just totally goes along with like that whole thing that I've been playing around in. And actually I was noticing today cause I'm in the Bay area. I'm with, um, my family, I'm at my grandma's house and here there's all these hills and trees and green, and you can see out really far, like vastly far. And I'm just sitting like in this new space. Like normally I can't see that far out my window in my house. And when we were talking, I just looked out. And as soon as I looked out, even for like half a second, I felt my whole body just like, like everything just like kind of released and like aligned. And I was like, damn, I need to get an office with a view like this, because this is awesome. It's so oh. true. I, I, um, have made a ton of changes in the last few years. Well, just over time, because we go back to that reflecting, I, that's what my 
default pattern is for everything now where I'm like, okay, this is the thing I'm doing now. How do I feel today? How did I feel yesterday? Do I feel a pattern? What triggers these things? What do I need? What do I feel like is not so good? So even just in the last year, like I gave up alcohol completely. Finally, I've kind of felt that nagging for a while. Um, but there's, there's science to believing in whatever, because it comes back to not choosing wrong. And I, I was reading something, I wish I could remember what it was, but basically, even with foods, when you're eating them, the way you feel about the food that you're eating yes. is going to change the way that your body digests. Oh my God. I say this all the time. I really do. This is incredible. Yeah. And so I had, I had a really debilitating eating disorder. I was bulimic for like over a decade and I felt terrible about all of the food that I ate. Um, well, almost all of it, there'd be like one extra bite and all of a sudden it'd send me into a spiral or I'm like, Oh, this is a piece of chocolate. I can't eat this. And now I feel great about the chocolate that I eat. And like, it doesn't. And for some reason mm. though, before it was like, I would eat the things I felt bad about and I would automatically gain a little bit of weight or think I did who knows, but this was my reality in my body. And, and also there's a lot of things happening. I was screwing with my whole digestive system. So maybe I was actually gaining weight after everything I ate, but, uh, then now I just feel differently about what I'm consuming, but I think it is, a uh, uh, my friend and I talk about this a lot and she's like, but I just feel like I should be able to feel good about it and be fine. And I'm like, but look, you're having all these conversations and you can't get yourself to feel good about that right now. So understand that there's also a chemical compound to whatever you're engaging in. Maybe it's the screen time. Maybe it's the food that you're eating. Do you feel good about it? Or do you feel badly about it? And if you can't get yourself, if you can't use the mindset tricks to actually just feel good about it, because maybe you're limiting your time, or maybe you're only having one of these a day, whatever it is that makes you feel good. If you still can't get there, then know that there's also things in the world that are influencing you. And so for me, there's like, I believe, pardon me, believes that you can get to a place of like full enlightenment where you can just craft your reality, you know, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to make a million dollars next week. And then you can, but I feel like you have to be on like this. You have to be like almost done with earth school for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you're like this super, I'm not there yet. And so sometimes I stand in the mirror and do an affirmation that doesn't do it for me. So I have to tweak it until it starts to feel real. And then, yeah. and then I, and then I can do it. But for me, I'm, I know I'm in a stage where like watching too much TV, I feel depressed after it. What scrolling mm. too much, I, I start to feel influenced. Like, and so I, limit my environment or I create my environment in such a way to support where I'm at in this phase so that I can then have the good feelings with whatever I'm doing. <laughs> I know that was kind of a long-winded way of just saying like, know yourself again, know the yeah. things in your environment and what effect that they're having. Like if you're really trying to, if you're like, ah, I overeat every single day at 4 PM, and it's like, well, you have super processed foods that are designed to be addictive. Like, don't beat yourself up. That would be like me doing more crack and being like, why do I keep wanting to do more crack? You know, like, like understand, like stop with the crack and then work on the addiction. Right? Great life advice. Great life advice. Stop with the crack. Stop with the crack. Pull out. Pull you can't out find your higher self when you, when you're all wrapped up in the in the chemicals. Uh, yeah. So, so basically she's trying to have you take responsibility, but not so much responsibility that you are burdening yourself with things that aren't actually in your control or are your fault because we are influenced by things around yeah. us, energy around us, what we put in our body, what we're looking at, who we hang out with. So it's not only you, but 
if you can get curious about yourself, if you can learn more about yourself, if you can follow your preferences, once you have more clarity on what those are, you're going to be golden. You're going to have a great experience. And it's just going to keep getting better and better. Bombas mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. I love this brand so much, you guys. I'm really excited for them to be our sponsor. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every single day, which I know is true for me because everything they make is super soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxurious, cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy winter layers. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. I personally got some for me to be cozy, got some for my kids to also be cozy, and they have golf socks, which I didn't know about. And my husband is so excited to try them. I literally got a pair for everyone in my family. There's options for everyone. Bumba's t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they just hang right. So they hang just right. Bumbus underwear is a barely there feel with a second skin support that make you forget they're even there in a good way. And did you know this? <laughs> giggle, giggle. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? And that's why Bumbus donates one for every item you buy. Go to bumbus.com slash vibin to get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash V-I-B-I-N for 20% off bumbus.com slash vibin. Our next partner has a product that I'm obsessed with and I'm literally using every day. It's called Athletic Greens. And with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging all the things. And I might add as a picky eater, it tastes very mild. You can also mix it with like orange juice or put it in your smoothies, but I just drink it straight up with water and it's great. And they say to drink it on an empty stomach first thing, because then it helps you absorb the nutrients of your whole entire day much better and much more easily. Yeah. I started taking athletic greens and I concur. It's amazing. For me, I was taking like, I don't know, 10 vitamins a day of different things. Cause I just, they were things I needed. I found after taking all those pills that I would get acid so easily after, cause I would swallow like a whole bottle of water with, <laughs> with my pills and I would just have to guzzle it. And I found that it would make my, uh, episodes of, of acid just so much more frequent since taking athletic greens in the morning. First thing, even before my coffee, it has not only given me more energy, and like made me just feel better, but I really haven't felt, I have not felt one episode of acid. And for me, that's like so much. Wow. I, I would stop taking vitamins just because I didn't want to deal with it. So the fact that it's in liquid form and it's so easy and by definition, easy to digest, I have had no issues. So I love it so much. 
and mm -hmm. it contains less than one gram of sugar. Yay. No GMOs. Yay. No nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And you guys, for High Vibnet listeners, your subscription comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months and during a pandemic when we don't get as much sunlight. Yeah. I love the founder story. He actually similar to mine. I think he was on. So he had like a hundred dollars a day in compliment complicated supplement routine and like just too much, too much. So he decided, you know what, I'm just going to make, I'm going to make something that is easy for me and easy for other people too. So he created athletic greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. He did it for us. So I love his story so much. It speaks to me. Yes. We love him for creating this product. I know I'm a picky eater, so I don't always eat all my nutrients throughout the day. So I love to drink it super easy, really great. Yeah. Well, right now athletic greens is making it super easy for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash vibin. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash V I B I N and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, yes. my one sentence synopsis is in order to live an intentional life, we have to first understand how we're being influenced. Uh, otherwise, it's really hard to take that control because you start taking control for you start taking uh, more of the burden for all of the things that are against you. And uh, I know for me, one of the biggest struggles in trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life, how to be happy, how to create a business was overcoming all of these things that I thought were just, I was going to have forever. I mean, when you, yeah. I remember the first time I did bulimic counseling, they basically told me, okay, well, you're going to have this forever. So it's about learning to manage it. And that was not helpful wording for me. My wording needed to be, there needs to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And she was right in a way when I look back, yes, there are still things that I'm extra intentional about because I know I know that there are neural pathways ingrained over there that I've been trying to bury for years. <laughs> and so I, I understand that about myself and I have to do things that are different than somebody else that might right. do it. But do I feel like I'm still a bulimic? No, I feel like yeah. I'm recovered from that. I feel like a different person that had that experience. And so yeah. uh, I just think that's an important thing to point out for people, because I know for me, uh, I think the biggest thing to get out of was beating myself up over all these things. Like, ah, oh, I'm this type of person or, oh, I just can't do this right. and other people can. And so, no. And I, you know, I do understand why they say like, if you're an addict, you'll always be an addict because there are far too many cases of people being like, I'm healed. I can have a beer or I'm healed. I can just, you know, puke one time, <laughs> you know, like eat a bunch and then purge. I could do that once. It's fine. And then they get right back into the habit. So if you were approach it, like, you, you, you have a disease. You'll always have it. You just need to learn how to manage it and, and be, be good. I get it. However, I'm completely within agreement. Uh, I'm, I agree with you where it can feel to some people like, well, I don't want to be stuck in this box my whole life. I don't want to have this as who I am. It can be part of my identity. But when you say like, you are this, it just feels like disempowering in a way because you don't have a choice, you know, like, you know, it's yours forever and that's it. And so I, I definitely understand that point of view as well. Um, 
and well, you know you chose for yourself that. when um when it came out that addiction is a disease which mm-hmm. i don't believe um uh-huh. <laughs> uh but uh there was a, a lot of reasons for supporting that claim though, in that mm-hmm. it allowed for more funding for addictive things and, and less shaming, Girl, uh, because are you serious? Uh, well, seriously, because back in the day, like if you went back 50 years, alcoholics, like, Oh my God, that losers an alcoholic, like how, and it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I can't regularly consume an addictive substance and not feel addicted to it, you know, like that type of thing. And so it was, it actually opened the door for a lot of good addiction resources. However, there's this book by uh, Dr. Mark Lewis called uh, the biology of desire. And his whole thing is basically why addiction is not a disease. And so it comes back to though, one of my best friends, uh, Bridget, she's, uh, she has her own influence, but one of her stories in life is she stopped drinking eight years ago. And for her, the, I am an addict is helpful for some reason for Mm -hmm. me, there's nothing about me that wanted to go into that. And so for a really long time, when I felt like this pull of, I don't know if alcohol is serving me anymore. The idea of giving it up was too linked to like, not then I have to say I'm an alcoholic or say, I don't resonate with that. And so that's why like the whole sober curious movement has been big for people because it shows you, Hey, there's another way to cut back or to stop whatever it is without taking on this label. And so that is a good point to make for labels in general. There are times when labels are helpful for me, but for me, I always feel like I need to graduate the label. Otherwise my work feels like it's pointless for other people. Keeping that label helps them stay on the right track. Totally. So that's why it comes with like, let me find, let me go all in with this experience and check in with myself. Is this working? Would something out like, does it feel good to me? Am I making positive changes? Maybe it worked last year and maybe it's not working this year. And maybe now I'm ready to graduate from that. And so it's again, I think everything comes back to just checking in with yourself and asking, do I still life like this life experience and what am I moving away from and what am I moving toward? Yeah, I love it. Especially if you have like, like I have alcoholics in my family as well. If I were like, I definitely have like one glass a week. So I'm, I'm good, but it's, I'm been conditioned to believe that I'm predisposed. So if I did have a little bit more in a certain time period, then I immediately would be like, oh my gosh, do I have a problem now? Because we've been like our whole lives, like, well, if your parents and if you're, if you got it in your family, then you it's in your genes, you know, kind of thing. I love where you're coming from with this. Absolutely. And I, I don't subscribe to an addiction for myself, but I do understand, like, if I did, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to believe it was a disease either. So again, I can't fully put myself in your position, but I feel like that's where I would land. And when you said, putting labeling it a disease caused uh added to the funding I was like wait is this more manipulation from the government <laughs> but I totally and I would have believed it but I, I do understand now that you said more I do understand what you're saying it, it offered more resources and more people felt more comfortable maybe uh getting getting the help that they needed so great awesome yeah, <laughs> I know I just uh yeah I, I I find it very interesting that you don't subscribe to the disease aspect, because I think that might be helpful for a lot of people as well to just say, oh, there's an option, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, nothing about it, actually, if you look into the, like the science of it is a disease other than there's like a few traits where you can be like, oh, this is why it's a disease. But really all it is, is understanding the brain. You have a deep neural pathway into something now. And so, yes, the reason why it, if 
I was like a raging alcoholic, which I never got to, <laughs> but, uh, and five years later, I'm like, well, I think I'm good now. I, I can have a few drinks. The problem is, is you have a very deep neural connection, neural pathway ready to be uncovered again. You know, yeah. like that's already dug down. You're not starting from scratch. It's like the dirt on top of that is loose. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's really easy to dig that you out just again. Flick it right off. <laughs> yeah. And so you just have to, but there are even people who stop drinking uh, heavily and they do end up moderating later. And so I don't think it's the same for everybody. Our brains are very complex, but uh, the goal is to understand yours, not everybody else's. Right. And more so than ever, we're being encouraged to really get to know our uniqueness and our individuality. Gosh, I cannot remember a time in my lifetime where it's been so prominent of like, my experience is not yours. Yours is not mine. Is if Can we understand or at least get on board with being open to everyone's experience and just be okay. Be okay with it. Don't yeah. shove anything down anyone's throat. Don't make a one size fits all because that does not exist for anything anymore. <laughs> anything and again yeah, okay. like and the beliefs the one of the biggest reasons that it's not the same for everyone is it's because we all feel differently about mm -hmm. each thing based on our experiences and then the way we feel is going to change the way that we experience that thing and yeah. including like when it can come back to something like food or like the placebo effect like why don't we talk more about the fact that the placebo people are like oh that's just the placebo effect Oh, yeah, just the, the placebo believed a sugar pill did something and it cleared up their heart condition. Can we talk about how powerful that is? And exactly. what would happen if we can figure out how to harness the placebo effect? Like that's what mindset work is. Exactly. Yeah, but... Oh, it's just a placebo. Yeah. And your brain did that. Congratulations. Your brain did that. It wasn't a medication or anything outside of you. You did that. Like my entire work as a hypnotherapist is all about placebo effect. What do you want to believe? What do you want to believe? That's it. It's so, so interesting. Oh my goodness. I'm getting have, all passionate now. <laughs> I have two personal short stories to share about how like this narrative of this is never going away has helped me and has not helped me. So with my depression, when I was depressed back in the day, I, what really helped me heal was disidentifying as a depressed person because one day I realized like, well, I wasn't always like this. So based on like my life observation of myself, like I'm not a depressed person. Have I been depressed for the last three years? Yes. Do I have depression right now? Well, yeah, that's what I'm experiencing. But then I, I just had this mindset shift of like, well, if I'm sick, like they say with depression, when I'm sick with a cold, I just don't have a cold forever and ever. It, it runs its course. It, my body heals it. And then I move on and I have a better immune system after. So why would depression, this illness, this sickness be any different? Like if I'm sick with depression, I can get better. Just like when I'm sick with the flu or I'm sick with the cold, I can get better. So yeah. when I kind of thought of it from that perspective and I didn't claim it as like, this is mine forever, <laughs> then I was like, okay, more open to my body can work through this. My mind can work through this. Like, it's not a forever thing. I'm just sick. Like when you're sick, it's usually a temporary thing. So that was like my way out of that. But then with my anxiety, which I'm reworking my relationship with around these days, there's a there's a part of the narrative that like, I'm always going to have an 
an anxious aspect inside of my personality that actually does help me because then I'm not trying to get rid of it anymore and like work against a part of myself. Cause before I'd be like, Oh, I have to get rid of my anxiety. I hate that part of me. That's always anxious. She's so fucking annoying. But then when I was like, okay, this is a part of me. How can I understand her, understand her intentions? Why is she here? What is she trying to help me with? Then I experience my anxiety very differently without resistance. And then it's not that I had to get rid of it, but now it's just not really a problem like it was before. So it's funny how I've played both sides of the coin and they've both been helpful in different instances. Like in the one instance, like disidentifying, like I'm not my depression, super helpful. But then in the other, it was also helpful to be like, I might have this anxious part forever. So I'm going to learn how to love her, to soothe her, to calm her and work it from that angle so even person by person case by case it can be so different like to identify or not to identify and when is it like beneficial or not so crazy I love that because uh I I've gone through such a similar thing to like all the labels I've had like as somebody with ADD as somebody with an eating disorder with depression with anxiety all of these things and I'm like I don't like any of these labels And now I look at it as like, I am somebody who experienced addiction. I'm somebody who experienced depression. And if you look at it as an experience, then you can bring in all those tools that you just said about uh, like, what is in this for me? Like, why is this here? It's not that I'm broken because you can attach whatever self-belief through that. And I think that's what a lot of people do attach it to. It's like, I am broken in this way that I have anxiety. I'm an anxious person. Oh my God, I'm, I'm just not whole in this way versus okay, well, what if there's something that I need to learn to harness? Like one of the things that got me over, cause I just started getting anxiety recently and I never really had it before. Probably because you're a mom. It happened to me too, girl. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm a mom and maybe I don't want my, there's so much more to worry about now that I have kids. I, that I never would have cared about pregnancy. I started getting super anxious (laughs) and I was like, I was sitting there one day and I was like, Oh God, it's happening again. And I was like, I used to take drugs for this exact feeling and I liked it then. Why do I hate it so much now? And so to just kind of turn it into like, that was what opened the curiosity for me where I'm like, why did I like it back then? But I hate it right now. What is this? Like that, and, and I realized that the most unbearable part was the resistance. But if I'm just actually yep. like, what am I feeling? And tune into the sensations instead of, because I think what we mostly do is like, I'm anxious. Why am I anxious? Oh, because this is happening and this is happening. And it's like, our thoughts are like the bubble machine and the bubbles will just go away unless we dwell on one of them. And then it keeps getting bigger and then it explodes all over our faces. And so it's like, well, what if I let the bubbles keep going instead of enlarging whatever one feels most prominent at that moment. And I tune into my body and I'm like, my heart's beating pretty fast. Yeah. I I did take drugs to feel that before. That was, I remember when that felt good or, um, I'm sweating a little bit or this. And then And the more I tune into that, that in itself is more of a meditation because you can just allow it, find a way to realize, oh, this isn't even that big of a pain. Like, why do I, why am I so resistant of this? And the moment that you can do all those things, that's just one way to get rid of resistance. There's like nine other tools in my arsenal of this, but this is one of the most powerful because it allows you to just feel. And Mm -hmm. instead of, and we, we went back to that in the beginning of like the cathartic release. Can you just feel? And I think there's a big part of it for me where I have to detach the feeling with the story, because if I'm just feeling and I'm building up the story, that's what causes me to dwell in it for longer. But if I'm just feeling, and it's just the sensations, 
then they actually release themselves and I can like move on and feel good without my fake drug anxiety. (laughs) Exactly. Powerful way to move energy very quickly is just to observe and isolate the actual like physiological experience and like, oh, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. Oh, now I feel here. Oh, now it's moved here. Oh, now my breath is different, you know? And just working through that is really something that I know for me has been super powerful. And like, that's something I teach a lot of people that I work with because you can just clear shit in like three seconds doing that. (laughs) It's crazy. I love this conversation. Good combo. So good, Melissa. You are awesome. Please tell everyone where they can find out more about you, work with you, dive into your world, your zone, and then we'll head over to the Patreon. My website is mindlove.com. You can find my podcast, Mind Love, two words on any of your favorite podcast platforms. I also send a daily, well, every weekday email of inspiration. It's just like a little oracle from your highest self that's like five sentences long. Most people are like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. So you can sign up for that on the homepage of mindlove.com or text the word morning to 33777. And I have a few programs coming up, um, but my big ones are... mm, general mindset coaching. So you can sign up with a coaching package from me. And also uh, this year is really exciting. I'm going to be helping people funnel into that purpose and actually launch a business um, complete with a website and all by the end of the program. So reach out to me for info on that. Sweet. Oh, so awesome. Thanks for being here, girl. You're great. Thank you. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. You guys are going to be on my show, so (laughs) we can just keep the convo going. So uh, people tune into that as well. You want to hang out with us on Patreon real quick? Yeah. (laughs) Give some, give some bonus content to those peeps. If you're not on Patreon, patreon.com slash high vibe, get bonus content, extended episodes. Are they ad free Kelsey or they just have? Yeah. So what I did on the Patreon is I take out the commercial so you don't have to sit through them, but I still give you the coupon code. So best of both worlds. But also (laughs) if you are listening to this podcast, you should never skip the commercials because we give you good shit in the commercials. We take on great sponsors (laughs) that you're going to want to know about and get those coupon codes. So if you're skipping them, I would say you're missing out. But if you're on the Patreon, then you can skip them without missing out make sense there you go (laughs) totally (laughs) let's keep it going any uh closing remarks my dear from me Uh, no either either of my dears (laughs) you have a closing wisdom for the the peeps what does their soul want them to know how about that i think the thing that's coming up for me the most in my life is just giving myself grace that like this whole life is your work in progress. <laughs> and so like, I think when I was younger, I thought I, I was always just trying to get to the spot and it could be with whatever goal it was, but, and this sounds so cliche, but it's like tuning into the journey. Like the journey is your whole experience. That now moment is the whole experience, but that happens with everything. And I touched on earlier how there was a point when pregnancy depression was coming up and I was like oh my gosh like I should be over this it sent me into like a self-spiral of like how am I talking to people about like living their best lives when I can't get up off the floor right now (laughs) and so uh what I ended up learning though was the whole process of like okay well I I basically had to go back to square one for a while and sometimes different days would be like, okay, back to square run. I'm going to cry on the floor in the fetal position for a few minutes. And then we're going to get up and go put the sun on our face or whatever it is. And so, uh, but it, that mindset shift, cause that one snuck up on me of like, I didn't even see myself 
I didn't even realize I was beating myself up for that until I really sat down with like a long journaling session or a long uh, self-talking session. And then I was like, oh, that's what's the problem here because you keep thinking you're giving yourself tough love. Like, no, you can't feel this. Like, would you say that to a client? Would you say that to your best friend? Like maybe when I was 21, when I was like, yeah, get up, your dad died. Let's take a shot. <laughs> Sorry. That's what people did to me when my dad died. So like, oh let's take God. a shot. Did, and I just hey, did it work? I thought it did. Maybe for I about 10 minutes. Reprocess that like 10 right. years later, because I took mm-hmm. a shot through my whole grieving period, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And so it's like those feelings, like those low points, that's just being human. That's not going back a few steps. And so, uh, yeah. And then now being a new mom and all of the hormones and I don't know. I'm just always like lifting like a 17 or 18 pound thing. Like it's just every day is like a CrossFit session the whole time. <laughs> it's a lot. And so there's been a lot of giving myself grace and reconnecting and like finding out who this version of me is. And so I'm realizing it wasn't a process that I got to, to get to my next step. It's a process that I continuously go through to just get through life. Beautiful. Ooh. I love that. Give yourself grace, folks. On that note, we will leave you with that loving tidbit in your earbuds. Have a great day and we'll see you guys on the other side over at the Patreon. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibinet community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at lindsayrobinson and at kelseyaida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.